I recording? Yes. Is my phone off? Yes. <laughs> Excellent this week. I always do this though. I always sit down. I'm like, I'll make a nice coffee, sit down, record a podcast. Bloody waste of a Nespresso pod. Let's chat. Right. This week. I don't know what I'm going to call this one yet, but I want to talk about coaching. Massive caveat before I even start. This is not a why you need online coaching in your life podcast absolutely not at all it's actually more for existing clients I'd like you to think about this as almost a checklist of things that I almost want to see in coaching I want you to experience and that I'd like you to try and fulfill from your end so that you're getting the most from the experience okay so let's hear from our sponsor to start with Today's podcast is sponsored by Muse Activewear. If you've been following absolutely any of my social media content of late, you'll have seen I've fallen hook, line and sinker for this brand. Muse Activewear provides the highest quality athleisure wear for the ambitious, inspired female. Whether you're hitting the gym, dressing up to meet the girls for lunch, or simply want to feel amazing while we spend that little bit more time at home at the moment, there's something in the range you will absolutely love. I've literally lived in Muse since I first came across the brand. Everything's designed in the most gorgeous muted color palette. The detailing is really simple and elegant, and I can absolutely confirm that it's both as buttery soft as it looks and can testify it's completely squat proof. The chance to get involved with Muse was a no-brainer for me, and the fact that they're doing great things all from their Glasgow base was the absolute cherry on top. You can currently get 10% off your Muse order via the link in my Instagram bio and absolutely any questions you may have about any of the products or sizing, etc. I'd be more than happy to answer. Thank you, Muse, as absolutely ever for sponsoring the podcast. You can still use your code Caroline for 10% off your Muse orders just in time for, for Christmas. Um, let's talk about what's going on of late. I am going to be at an exhibition, could be an exhibition, the big wedding exhibition in Dundee. It's the 22nd to the 23rd of January. So we've got a wee bit of time yet. So it's, um, if you're getting married next year, and you're based in Dundee, it's exactly what you would expect. It's in the Caird Hall and it's a massive room full of everything from florists, photographers, from what I can gather, people who do stationery, like all that good stuff. But what they didn't have was someone to get you brides in wedding shape. So there isn't even a health section of the wedding expo. So I'm going to fill that gap. I'm going to be your go-to get lean for the big day person. So um, I will be there 22nd to the 23rd of January. I'm going to be spending my 30th birthday I'm actually going to spend my 30th birthday doing check-ins. But that weekend, I will be getting excited with brides about their big days for 2022. And actually, I'm really looking forward to it. I love training brides. There is no one more driven than someone with their dream dress and they want and need to fit into it. So that's coming up in January. We also have this side of Christmas, the girls' photo shoot with Ian Barclay. This will be the third one this year, which is a crazy notion so that's coming up at uh, mid-December which is great they are getting excited about that now hungry but excited and um, hopefully we are getting a we like to meet up and have a little walk and check that everyone's okay and keep morale nice and high and so hopefully we'll be catching up this weekend 
And lastly, it's lovely to see the Facebook group so active. I popped a little video roundup on the group yesterday, but I'll reiterate it here. I really want this Facebook group to be a hub. I want it to be a one-stop shop for everything that you need, be it your you know, educational content, your training videos, all of your access to your check-ins, et cetera. Like all of that is now pinned at the top of the Facebook group. So you can get super, super quick access anytime that you want it. And just the sharing, like it's been great to see some of your food ideas, people asking questions. I love sharing your wins on there. Don't be afraid to do that. People do really get a massive buzz out of seeing other people's progress. And what I really love about this group, and I think there's a massive opportunity here, is that obviously you all check in with me one-to-one on a weekly basis. And you'll get my opinion on certain things. Sometimes, you know, I'll get questions about, do you have any breakfast ideas for, you know, for this? Or what do you do about, could be anything. Well, here's your chance not just to get my opinion, but the opinion of 50 other people. And I don't know it all. And as I get, my tastes are my tastes. And this is just a massive chance for you to, yeah branch out and meet some new people, see some new faces. Maybe those of you who are geographically close will then see your, you know, see each other in the gym. It's just a very nice space and I want it to continue that way. So really, really pleased with the, with the Facebook group and how that's changing. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty of this week, coaching. Again, this is not a here are my coaching packages. This is the one that's right for you. Blah, blah, like, no, until I talk to you, until I understand a little bit more about your situation, how much support you require, I cannot do that. This is why I always get on coaching calls, by the way, because you can't understand someone's position until you sat down, talked to them, listened, and asked the right questions. So if you've ever wondered why I will always try and book you in on a coaching call rather than just give you a questionnaire, it's exactly because of that, because I need to get to know you and what your barriers are, the problems that you're facing at the moment. Right, anyway, coaching. Let's start with why someone would get a coach. Why is it, why is it needed? There are three things three recurring things that I felt that every single person who came to me needed on some level. Now, some people more than others, generally, some people perhaps had a couple of these maybe figured out, but needed the last piece of the puzzle of another one. The three things are structure, accountability, and motivation. So with this in mind, everything that I've done in terms of setup for the business and how I approach things is with these three things in mind, structure, accountability, and motivation. Nailing these three as almost the backbone or the spine of a coaching service was what I felt I needed to bring to the table. So like I say, some people, maybe they've got amazing structure to their week. Maybe they, you know, they're incredibly organized and they always get their sessions in, but they need accountability and they need essentially the motivation, a little bit of a kick up the arse every now and then. Other people, maybe they are really, really driven. Maybe they're, you know, enthusiasm in abundance and yet they have absolutely no idea what they should be doing in the gym and need that structure and need that accountability to stick to the actual plan. I get that's pretty common actually. So those are the three things that I'm, I am and have always worked towards providing. The other reasons people might get a coach, having a cheerleader, having someone on your team, 
I mean, maybe you're incredibly fortunate whereby you have an amazing support network of family, friends, parents, brothers, sisters, other halves, whatever that may be. Maybe they are incredibly supportive. They may, however, have no interest in health and fitness whatsoever. And, you know, they could suggest or help or, you know, whatever it may be, but they're not necessarily, they don't have an insight into this area of your life. And that's where I think having that cheerleader and someone who is as invested in your goals as you are. And if we're 100% honest, no one but your coach cares as much about your body composition, how you feel, how you're performing as much as, you know, it's a very personal thing really and having that cheerleader almost on tap that you can share things with that you perhaps wouldn't share with anyone else in your life and trust me I don't take it for granted that I understand that sometimes clients will offload to me or they'll tell me things that just would not come out of their mouths to anyone else so having that person having that support having that outlet definitely definitely a reason um the last one, outsourcing. <laughs> I know that sounds very businessy and very like cut and dry, but people are busy. You have a busy, hectic life, work, family, social commitments, financial pressures, all of these things. It's actually easier to let someone else worry about your training, your diet, what macros you should be hitting, how to alter your training structure, how you're progressing, what decisions to be made. Like all of that is actually a lot easier for someone else to decide for you. We are by nature emotionally invested in our progress, right? So it becomes very difficult to make very logical or rational decisions. Trust me, I've been coached by a number of coaches. And this is the one thing that I find is the kind of cherry on top of the cake that they can provide for me is that they're making decisions based on there's no emotion in it it's all very logical it's all very this is the wider picture this is where we're trying to get to when you're in a dieting phase and you're tired and you're hungry you're getting frustrated at the process you want to speed things up you will make rash decisions you will do things that you perhaps wouldn't advise someone else to do or that you just know in your heart of hearts isn't logical but because you are all of these things you will go ahead and switch things up whereas if someone else has the reins if someone else has the control it's and you trust that process you know they're they want you to get results as much as you do and you will trust them to to do that for you so outsourcing is another reason and I totally totally get and understand why it works very well for people to have someone else deal with that portion of their life you do not have time to be scrolling through bodybuilding.com, finding articles about progressive overload and whether you should be using that as a training strategy. You don't have time necessarily to be researching the macronutrient content of macadamia nuts versus Brazil nuts. Like it, that is not in the grant, maybe, maybe it is you, if it is, send me those articles. But nine times out of 10, real life will take precedent over that. So let someone else worry about it. And yeah. That would be another reason that coaching is often a brilliant option. Okay, so the next thing, you've decided you want to start coaching. The next thing, who are you going to go with? 
there is about three trillion coaches that you could go with on Instagram. You probably know of a couple of people. The most important thing for me when it comes to the client coach relationship is trust. This is why I said this earlier. I will always, always jump on a call with someone and have a chat to them rather than send out a questionnaire. What's your job? How tall are you? What are your goals? What is, you know, yeah. Anyone could type that into a form. You need to get the right, there's no other word for it. You need to get the right vibe from someone to know that they're the right person to guide you through your through what is a very, very murky, can be murky journey to get towards your goal. Because it's not linear. There are bumps in the roads, there's crossroads, things are presented to you, you know, you're thrown barriers and obstacles. You need to trust and really, really trust the person that you put in charge of your training, your nutrition, all of these things to get you there. And always, always with your best interests in mind. And this is so important. I think anyone can set you macros and anyone can check whether you stuck to them. But it's the other conversations. It's the stuff that happens outside of that. It's how to help you navigate when things don't go to plan. It's how to pick you up when you're down. It's how to inject that life and that drive back into your program when you're perhaps not feeling it this week or this month, or you're going through a, a, a more extended period of feeling a little bit down. These things can happen. And this is where that trust and that knowing that that person always, always has your back and they're suggesting these things, whether they're exactly what you want to hear is another thing, but always knowing that they're saying this to you if I pull out the bad cop card, there's a reason I normally give you a heads up. But if it happens, it's because they literally want the best for you. And I think that's really, really important to remember. The client coach relationship is an interesting one as well. There's, there's stages of it, for sure. And it develops over time. It evolves and it becomes something maybe completely different than it started. But I can kind of break it down into three stages whereby there's the learning phase, then there's the exploration phase, and then I think it gets a little bit more collaborative. So when someone comes first and foremost, despite how much experience they have, it's um, it doesn't really matter what your past experience is. There's always that learning stage of, you know, they might be getting used to your methods and how you program, how you set up your client logs, how you do your training, etc. Or they're literally learning because they've never been in a gym before and have only ever performed a bodyweight squat. It's all very relative to the client and where they are in their journey. But there is always this kind of, um, yeah, like early stage whereby you know, you're testing the waters with each other, seeing what you can say, seeing I'm very much an open book when it comes to all this, that so doesn't last very long at all. But there is that initial stage. Then there becomes the, the exploration phase whereby life will throw things up. Um, you know, you might have an incredibly challenging time at work. You might, you know, go, you might be ill. You might, anything that's thrown up and presented almost as a barrier. And we're presented with those in then we have to navigate. This becomes where the exploration phase happens. And I can start to see 
what things work well for various clients. Some people respond really well to tough love, shall we say. Others, you know, we need to kind of be a little bit softer. Some people enjoy a really quite aggressive dieting phase, whereas others, they'd rather, you know, be in a deficit for a longer period of time, but just not quite extreme. Some love to go balls deep in cardio and love extra sweaty sessions. Other people love yoga and the headspace that it gives them and all these things like this is all exploration it's a chance for me to further my knowledge and my understanding of what makes you tick as a person but it also allows us to maybe try and test new things that you've never you know you've never given any thought before you have a particularly busy working schedule maybe we try almost an intermittent fasting protocol maybe we try tracking calories and protein maybe we don't track at all maybe we stick to a principles method whereby we might say you know with every meal you're going to have some veggies with every meal you're going to have some protein more principles rather than numbers this is all exploration this is all what works for you and this is a little bit of trial and error I will absolutely say it you can normally tell and um, with personality types who will react certain ways to to various circumstances and that's where having worked being fortunate enough to work with a lot of clients in very different situations has I feel made me quite equipped to know what tools to use in that circumstance but we're always trying to build up that tool belt so that it that if at any time we need to change tact and we need to use something else we've got various methods that we're familiar and comfortable with so that's a really interesting point to be and then it comes into collaboration whereby a client perhaps you've been working with for quite a while you know each other very very well they'll actually start to take some initiative in their own progress and their own journey per se so you might say oh we're coming up to the end of a new phase where would you like to go with this what are you enjoying doing? And they might say, actually, do you know what? I'm really enjoying compound lifts at the moment. I'm going to, I would like to take my next phase into a more strength-based program where I can focus on performance because actually my aesthetic goals are perhaps not my driver at the moment. Like that's a very, you can only bring up points like that or you can only offer opinions like that when you have gained enough experience and you're in the position to do so. That's actually a very exciting point to get to with a client. And it doesn't ever become like coaching is not then redundant at all because you still need those three pillars of the structure, the accountability and the motivation, even if you have a shit ton of experience. And I mean, this is the only time that I've not been coached by like a PT in terms of physical goals at the moment I've moved my coaching actually into business mentoring so I'm still being coached I'm just being coached in another area of my life which is a which is a first and it's really really exciting but it's just the first time that I've not been physique coached and sometimes people say it's oh but you're a PT what do you need a coach for because everyone needs that outlet everyone needs those fresh set of eyes for all the reasons I've just discussed the best you know, professional athletes have coaches purely for that reason, objective set of eyes. Sometimes we need to be told where we're going wrong and it's actually easier to let someone else deal with that side of your life. So yeah, um, client coach, 
client coach relationship is really, really important. Okay, so you've decided you want to be coached. You've decided who that's going to be. Next, how are you going to be equipped to reach that goal? What practical ways are we going to do this to help you reach your goal? And clients, this is where I'd like you to really listen and make sure that you're making the most out of all of these avenues. We're not leaving any stone unturned so that you're getting the most out of the experience. And the first one is training. So if your goal is fat loss per se, you're going to have some exercise program, whether that's at gym, whether, whether that's at the gym, whether that's at the gym, whether that's home workouts, whether you're doing classes, whether you're doing running, like it does not matter. You will have some form of exercise, however, that is specific to your preferences and your goals. There's also more than likely an activity target. Most common one, step count, but for you, it might be something different. Maybe, yeah, for you, it might be something different. When it comes to this, please remember that your training and the structure of that is a huge part of what we're doing. And the thing about online coaching, it's slightly different if I've trained you one-to-one. I know firsthand what you're capable of, what where your strengths, where your weaknesses are, both in actual exercises, but also in execution. So I do have that slight advantage. When it comes to online coaching, the only way that we can be fully utilizing and making sure that your training is going the way that it should be is if your workouts are logged and if you're continually filming. You're set up on the app. Your training plan is all there for you to follow. When your training initially arrives in your app, I strongly recommend that you go through everything with a fine tooth comb at the start. There's instructions at the top of every single one of your workouts. Don't just look at the videos, read the instructions at the top, particularly as you progress and you go through your phases because they will get more detailed. I might outline things about tempo, about, you know, ISO holds, about, you know, single arm work, whatever. So if that sounds like a foreign language, don't worry about it. We will get there. But It's just all of these extra little points are there and they're there for a reason. So when your training arrives in your app, make sure that you give it a good read, even if it's things that you're familiar with. Oh, it's a leg press. Well, maybe it's a leg press with a wide stance, toes at 10 and two o'clock and the tempo is going to be, you see where I'm going with that. It may be different and it's different for a reason. So definitely read all the instructions. The other thing that I suggest clients do at that point is go through and I call it the traffic light system. So they go through all of their exercises and in your head, you mark them as as a traffic light system. So the exercises that you're most unsure of, they're red. Ones that you, "Mm, I've done that before, but not sure about that. Amber, green, yeah, do you know what? I'm pretty confident about that, but I wouldn't mind someone having a look at it, green. Film the red ones first. The ones that you're most unsure of, film those first. And I put up a post in the Facebook group last week about filming and about advice to those who were, you know, not sure about filming and weren't overly confident. And the feedback on this was amazing. Do you know what? See if I can even find it. I will skim through a couple of the comments that were in that were in that post but this is what I mean about the Facebook group being like a a hub that I hope that you'll be able to use and make the most of um I cannot find this post anywhere 
God. Put up a lot on this. Oh my God. Um, but there was some brilliant advice in there. Things like making use of the gym when it's quiet, finding the quiet corner, basically not caring, just getting on with it. All of these things, like it's it's brilliant to see you all getting behind each other. I think it's also becoming more normal generally to film in the gym. What the ladies who do film on a consistent basis have found is that their movement, their efficiency, their technique has improved so, so much in such a short space of time. Kirstie, I'm going to call you out on this one because Kirstie, I think I've seen her perform every single exercise of her training plan multiple times because what she does, and it's so brilliant to see, she takes the comments, she applies them, she refilms, sends it back to me, applies the new comments, films, sends it back to me. Holly started two weeks ago. Holly takes her teaching points from her videos, writes notes next to her workout for her next session and goes in with those key notes so that she knows when she's doing the the exercise again that those are the things to watch out for like that kind of initiative screams to me clients that are invested in their own process and they want to make progress it's so so important and I just love to see you getting the most out of out of the process so your training is there but it's for you to make the it's like anything you're going to get more you get more out the more that you put in and training plans are really interesting because you could essentially give the same program to a very experienced gym goer and a beginner and the experienced gym goer could find that program more challenging than the beginner because they know how to push themselves they know how to increase weight correctly they know how to make exercises more challenging they know how to contract the right muscles mind to muscle connection etc so they will be able to get more out of a program. So don't ever think that, you know, like this, you know, maybe it looks quite basic. Maybe it looks quite straightforward. The basics are the basics and the basics are repeated over and over and over again because they work. Remember in lockdown when we were trying to do like 15 variations of a squat? To be honest, that's completely psychological because the best thing that you can do is just squat. But when we were in that kind of year long of home workout phase, yes, we had to spice it up, but it's not from a physiological reason. It's literally just to keep interest. So there you go. Um, diet. I don't know many other coaches who do dietary analysis the way that I like to do it. And I am not saying that like, I am the holy grail of looking at your diet. No, absolutely not. But what I am saying is that I could have really benefited from this. I could have really benefited from someone looking at my eating patterns, my food choices, my preferences, my timing throughout the day and giving me advice on it, tweaking it, making it include foods that I loved. This is what I try and bring to the clients who sign up with me. And this is why I'll do food diaries over and over and over again, because I love to see the progress that you're making outside of the gym. I said this to a client yesterday, whereby we're talking about comparisons of in a really short space of time, actually, between her food diaries. And we're really good at comparing 
body composition changes. So you got just you just need to open Instagram before and after body transformation. We're not very good at doing this with diet. And yet, how on earth do you think those body transformations happened? Because of the changes to diet. It can also be so, so satisfying to see the positive impact that you're having on fueling your body and doing it visually. The reason I always find this such a good exercise to do photo food diaries is, and I'm so sorry if you don't remember this because you're probably too young, was it like you are what you eat or that program was on channel four, super size versus super skinny, whereby they had that table and they laid out everything that someone ate in a whole week and looked at it. And then they put it in a big tube and mushed out. And it was disgusting, but I always like, it sticks in my head. It's almost like my, like I've been scarred by it, but I just find it so valuable to get a great insight into someone by just looking at what they eat over a couple of days so yeah that's the dietary analysis side of things and this is why I do it the way I do it and I will return to this exercise with clients over and over and over again because just like seasons of the year your dietary habits change and it can be really easy to slip back into old habits another lovely lady who I've been working with for quite a while now we were hitting calories we were doing all these things and yet progress had slightly stalled when we actually looked at the quality of the calories she was consuming and we did that visually, it became really, really clear where we could be making changes. So this is why it's important to dive a little deeper than just, oh, I hit 1600 calories and 120 grams of protein. Well, let's actually look at what that is because you know you can feasibly do that with McDonald's, but it doesn't mean that that's going to help your physique and it doesn't mean that it's going to help your energy levels and how you're fueled and how you're sleeping and your skin and all of these things so it's really important to do that deep dive every now and then to have that look I know it's a pain in the arse taking taking photos of your food and remembering to do it and stitch them together etc but I feel that the benefits you get from that are yeah tenfold how else are you equipped to reach your goal check-ins weekly check-ins and coaching calls if you do these with me so 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 important so important I think there's a common misconception that you know if if you have a bad week you're not going to check in draw a line under it and we'll catch up the next week actually those check-ins on the weeks that you feel didn't go so well are more important than the ones that quote-unquote went well it's really easy to check in, tick the boxes, submit the photos, the weight, etc. When you're happy with that outcome, it's really, really hard to do it when you feel that you've not perhaps given your all. But I cannot stress it enough. It's more important that you do it at that point. And I've had a couple of comments from newer clients, actually, who said things like, oh, you know, don't be too harsh on me or, you know, don't shout or whatever. Have we met? <laughs> I have never, ever, it's not my style. It's literally not my style. And it's actually, it's not very productive. It's not productive for me to just lay into you about, well, why did you do this? Why did you, do you know what I'd rather do? Just say, okay, why did it happen? If you were presented with the exact same situation, what would you do instead? How can we mitigate this? this? How can we limit it happening again going forward? What actions are we going to put in place? What, you know, habits might we try and change etc all of these things I would much rather do that 
than be like, oh, that was a bit shit. Don't do that again. Like no one, no one gains from that. So check-ins really, really important. Check-ins are also obviously important to make changes. Now, I think this always surprises people or maybe frustrates frustrates individuals, but generally speaking, there's not a whole load that you need to change on a weekly basis. The slight unglamorous truth about fat loss is that it's often hitting the same targets and doing them over and over and over <laughs> and keep doing it again. That doesn't really sell and it's not, it's not exciting. If you knew you were doing this for, you know, six, seven weeks on end, it might not seem like it's going to get you anywhere, but it does. And this is the thing. I think people think, you know, I'm going to get a new calorie target every week. I'm going to be given new training every week. I'm like, it's not how it works. Rinse, repeat, persist. It is literally over and over and over again. It's like a revolving wheel whereby you hope that it's spiraling upwards because you're continuing to work all the time. But this is the thing about check-ins is that it's not going to be a revamp every single time. And I think being aware of that and not trying to read into it too much if things stay the same. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Like if you're dropping a really, really nice amount of scale weight, your energy is high, your photos are improving, your body composition is improving. Why would you change anything? Keep it simple. Keep it super, super simple. We don't need to be revamping things all the time. There may get to a point in a fat loss phase whereby, you know, keeping things the same every single week, we might reach a bit of a plateau. That's totally normal. But we'll see what that is over a couple of weeks rather than just, oh, you got exactly the same scale weight as last week. Okay, let's drop your calories by 200. It doesn't work like that. This is why I always, always hammer on about trends over time, trends over time, all of these things. And the last thing about equipping you to reach your goals, the extra stuff. So the extra stuff that goes on around coaching, whether it be the podcast, for example, whether it be involvement in the Facebook community, whether it be the extra videos that go out, the Instagram posts, whatever, the more engaged in these you are, one, you're going to feel more involved in this community, but also it gives you that almost, you got reminders on your phone that just pop up every now and then that are, are kind of annoying, but you know, it keeps it fresh in your head. Think of me as that kind of reminder. If you're seeing this over and over again, and if your kind of subconscious is aware of all of this stuff that's going on, you take time to listen to podcasts. You, you know, maybe watch a video or so, or even just listen to it while you're cleaning or prepping food or whatever. It keeps the momentum going. And it's really, really great to feel as if you're not the only person on this journey. That can be a massive help and a massive push forward. So I'm not saying listen to all my podcasts, listen, like read in detail all of my Instagram posts. It's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that by maybe just checking in every now and then, it'll give you that feeling of, yeah, do you know what? We are all in this process together. And if I need it, there is support here. And a client once said to me something about, 
she was walking in the morning she said I'm making sure I listen to one of your podcasts on my first in like first in the morning walk it's like 5 a.m um because it really really makes me feel accountable over the span of the week just even hearing you talking about could be anything and I was like actually that's a fair point and I totally get it if I've had a coach before sometimes I'll re-listen to my check-in videos when I'm like warming up on the treadmill or doing whatever and it just reaffirms and makes me crystal clear on why I'm doing what I'm doing and really really invested in the process the next thing what to expect from coaching and the main thing that I am always pleasantly surprised about, I'm always pleasantly surprised how quickly this happens, which is amazing. Coaching is a lot more than just training and nutrition plans. I think if you think that's what online coaching is, it's a very black and white way to look at it. And it's only really the tip of the iceberg of what we do if we're if we're honest, you could realistically go on the internet and download any nutrition plan and uh, and workout program. Anyone can do that. The interesting stuff to me is the stuff that goes on behind the scenes of that. The conversations that we have specific to you know you and your lifestyle and your your current situation. But it's the effect of those, and I always find I call it the ripple effect. But if you think of the training and the nutrition as that kind of pebble dropping in the water, like that's the nucleus, as it were, or the, the kind of main structure, that heavy thing that, that makes that initial contact with the water. But what I find incredibly interesting is the ripples that are then, you know, expelled from that, that are a reaction of that initial drop. It could be anything. It could be having more energy, so you're showing up better with your kids. It could be feeling more body body, comp, body positive. So you're showing up better in your relationship. It might be having more energy, therefore being more productive at work and therefore getting a promotion like this. It's all of these extra things that go on that when you think about them are nothing to do with diet and training plans, but yet are everything to do with diet and training plans. And I think if you think all you're going to get and all you think coaching is, is, you know, the hit this many calories, hit this amount of protein and you're going to train four times a day. If that's what you think it is, wow, (laughs) get a coach and you'll soon see that it's not. So I always think that's really interesting. And it's probably for me, some of the more, the more exciting parts of, of the process. The last thing that I want to talk about is the traits of successful clients. So this might be really interesting. You might want to listen through these and have a little bit of a, how do I rate this out of 10? Like how well do I do this out of 10? But the traits of successful clients are, they're pretty common and there's a really common thread that runs through clients that get great success. Um, One of them would be open-mindedness. So you may have experienced and you may have quote unquote failed at diets previously. And yet you come into this process and you're so open-minded about the opportunity and the ideas and my investment in your process that you will trust and you'll take on board and you'll apply. That is really, really important. 
as well when it comes to training you may have had a horrible time in gyms previously they may have made you feel anxious you might have felt uncomfortable maybe you had a bad experience with a PT and yet you come to online coaching with an absolute growth mindset of okay well maybe it didn't go perfectly with someone else but I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to put everything into this and that is amazing to see Uh, another trait of successful clients a willingness to work I know that sounds really obvious, but a willingness to put the hard graft in. Just because you hire a coach, you pay the money, you have the plan, I cannot do the reps for you. I cannot do your food shop. I can't stop you putting whatever in your mouth. Don't think just because the structure's in place that everything else is going to fall into place. No, the structure being there helps massively because I spoke about this on a podcast with Paul. I am really fiercely conservative about where I put my energy. So, you know, you only have so much energy in a day and it's really, really important that you know where to channel that. And having correct training and nutritional structure in place allows you to take that energy and put it into the areas that it should be channeled into. So that helps massively. But I cannot be in the gym with you lifting the weights. I was going to say I wish I could, but actually, no, I don't. I'm glad that it's hard. I'm glad that you have to try, because when you do, the rewards are so, so much sweeter, and you care so much more. I can tell, actually, going back to this about check-ins, I can tell how much work people have put into their check-ins or their week, generally by the first couple of lines of their check-in, the time that it comes in, how they look in their photos. Honestly, like you have to remember, I know you. So if you don't check in, or it's short, or it's like, I know you all very, very, very well. But I can generally tell when it's going to be a really, really good one, because there's just, it's in first thing in the morning. The photos are like, there's usually a big smile plastered on the face. The check in it just reads excited bubbly focus like you just know um so the willingness to work also carrying on from that the willingness to apply it's one thing for me to say to you right we're going to switch things up and I'd like you this week to try x instead of y if you don't then apply that you're missing a trick now there might be a very very good reason that you don't apply it and therefore open up the lines of communication and let's have that discussion about it. But if you're not willing to change and adapt and do, then that's an issue. So that application, super, super important. Next one, persistence and acceptance. It's almost accepting of persistence. So accepting that this is going to take a while, but it's going to be so, so, so worth it when you get to where you want to be. I think the minute that you can do that, that you can accept that it's not going to be an overnight situation. No one comes to me really for, you know, like a four-week shred or, you know, booty boot camp kind of, it's not my jam. So no one really comes to me for that. And I think accepting that consistency is king is a really, really nice place to be because it allows you to relax into the process. And also that it doesn't need to be extreme. 
we don't need to be going hugely in on any extreme you know I'm somewhere in the middle generally and we'll always always focus your attention in the right place we'll always always focus your attention and your energy at the right times so say for instance you photoshoot girls are a good example of this like remember it's a marathon it's not a sprint when we're looking to you know press the turbo button and really go for it I will tell you when to do that I'll tell you when we need to up the ante but we don't need to do it all of the time Another really good trait, a really nice trait of successful clients is celebration within a community. And I think this is a really important, almost life lesson to learn. You'll have heard that phrase, comparison's the thief of joy. And I find that people who do the best can look at the successes of other people and genuinely, wholeheartedly be pleased for them and can celebrate it with them what they'll do I suppose another layer underneath that is to be happy for them but also be able to say like oh my goodness that's amazing how did you do that and sincerely ask how did you do that not in a jealous way not in a comparative way not in a oh god well what I'm doing must be rubbish how did she do that like no how did you teach me? Tell me how you did that because this is an area that I'm struggling with and I'd love to know a little bit more about it. You've obviously nailed it. Like that collaboration, that support, that encouragement is so, so, so lovely to see, but it also feels great for both parties involved in that because someone is feeling as though they're able to impart a bit of wisdom perhaps and help someone else. That person is gaining from someone who's maybe a couple of chapters ahead of them and that's a really really nice thing to experience um so I'd really instead of looking at you know social media or the Facebook group or other instead of looking at and thinking oh god I wish I was there oh but I'm not so I'm just gonna drink this bottle of wine no like ask how ask what their struggles are you know people who have achieved great things will be the first ones to ones to tell you what their struggles were and how they overcame them and that it wasn't plain sailing because anything worth having or anything that took a lot of graft is never ever plain sailing and yeah that is generally the case that they'll be the first ones to say this was you know what I really struggled with them but by doing that it generally makes them stronger better equipped and adds to that toolbox that I'm always talking about and smart people learn from the mistakes of other people because then you can avoid them then you can fast track that's another really good reason to get a coach because hopefully they've had enough experience that they've made all the mistakes before if they've made the mistakes they can bulletproof you so that you don't do it or if you don't do it you don't do it as spectacularly as they did no one did juice cleanse i'll be raging um so yeah celebrating uh wins and really, really practical things that successful clients tend to do, checking in on time. Actually, I've talked about all these. Checking in on time, filming training, asking questions. That's a massive one. Rosie, I'm going to call you out on this one because it's the best thing I think I've ever seen to date. Rosie brought me an A4 sheet of paper to a PT session that one side of it was covered in questions. I could tell she'd been doing them over the span of the week and collecting them because they were all written in different, like different colored inks. 
So it's like the page had just sat there and every time she thought of a question, oh, I'll just write it down. And she even still in her client log will write notes at the bottom of each day so I can see the questions. Like, it's amazing. Clients who are invested in their process, who are inquisitive, who care why they're doing things will ask questions. So be more inquisitive, ask more. The thing is as well, if you know, and if you're crystal, crystal clear on why you're doing something, you're a lot more likely to stick to it. Sometimes I don't tell you everything about why we're doing things a certain way. And it's not because I'm withholding information. It's because I'm not looking to overwhelm you. Like I could tell you why we're switching to this rep range because of the muscular adaptations and what I hope that this is going to achieve. You don't care. You just want to know what reps to hit for your exercise. But if you want to, I will tell you. And maybe then you'll know exactly why we're hitting six, not 12. Oh, that's a very crude example, but ask questions. I love to answer them as well. Um, organization, successful clients are always really, really organized. And not anally so, like not every day in the Google calendar organized, but they just have a degree of control and order to their week that really, really helps. So yeah, if you're not sure how to boost your organization or what other people do ask they'll be they'll tell you um I think that's it I think that's it for me for this week coaching if that has encouraged you and you think god I want a bit of that I want someone to look at my diet start out my training be my cheerleader I don't have pom-poms maybe I should maybe I should get them for little check-ins for the Fridays um if you're listening to that, and you're thinking, yeah, I want a bit of that. You can, I do have coaching spaces available at the moment and you can sign up this side of Christmas. Things will change slightly in January. So there are coaching spaces available at the moment. Existing clients, I hope this was incredibly useful. I hope in some ways you've maybe walked away and thought, I could do with improving maybe that area of my coaching. Maybe I don't do enough training videos. Maybe I don't ask enough questions. Actually, why do we do that? Like whatever this has sparked, um, even if it's just that you are really, really happy with what you're, with what we're doing and, uh, and your progress so far. As ever, if this was helpful, it would mean, sincerely, it would mean the absolute world if you could spend two, two seconds right now, literally right now, give it a little screenshot and a share on your socials. Completely transparent. I'm not in the gym anymore. And the old socials are the only way to get word out about the podcast. So if you could, it would mean the absolute world, particularly if I coach you, that would be wonderful if you could do that. And thank you, Muse, as ever. For oh, I'm going so well. Thank you, Muse, as ever, for sponsoring the podcast. I will be back next week. And I'll be talking about morning and evening routines.